Hi and welcome everyone to the 80th episode of CRM Rocks. This is Marcus Alonson and today's podcast will be about exploring product service automation. And with me today I have Deanne Taylor from RSM. Deanne Taylor specializes in Dynamics 365 for customer engagement technology and process at RSM in West Palm Beach, Florida. In this role as pre-sales consultant, she designs custom demonstrations for RSM prospects, her prior experience in solution designing, implementing, configuring and customizing several complex scenarios in various industry sectors has helped her build relevant customer demos. Welcome Deanne Taylor. How are you? Yeah, I'm just fine, thank you. Have you your day been good? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty busy. But that's yeah. good, right? So what is it that you do? So I'm a pre-sales engineer at RSM, which basically means that I have one of the best jobs in the world, honestly, because I get to play around with the newest version of Dynamics 365, which includes uh, Dynamics 365 for sales, customer service, PSA, field service. And basically what I do is I really usually hop on the phone with a customer once we, or actually with a prospect, once we have qualified an opportunity and then kind of ask them questions about how they want to use Dynamics 365 for customer engagement. Then I end up being able to build out their requirements in a demo instance. And then uh, I get to show that to them and anything that is uh, also integrated, obviously, with Dynamics 365. So yeah, lots of fun. So we're customers all the time. What's your last memorable customer experience as a customer? I think the last experience that I had that kind of blew me away is when I called this particular company to uh, basically come to my house and, and fix one of my windows. And it was really interesting to see that the technology that they were using, because uh, an hour before the person was going to be on site, I actually received an email that showed me the the name of obviously the person that was going to come to my house and also uh, what the estimated arrival time is. And this is also something that you can do with field service. So obviously uh, that was a really funny experience for me. I found you on Twitter and your tag there was d65 goddess how how did you come up with that well it's it's funny you ask uh, it actually used to be crm goddess but then obviously microsoft changed uh, crm name to dynamics 365 but i remember when i started uh working with uh, crm right what it was called back in the day dynamics crm that I, I had just started the position at my organization and one of the sales rep would always introduce me as CRM goddess. This is Dion Taylor, our CRM goddess. So that kind of stuck with me. So I figured, um, yeah, it sounds actually pretty cool. So that's how I kind of got to use it as my uh, my Twitter handle. Oh, that's really good. And I love these sort of self-proclaimed uh, nicknames that you give yourself. Yeah, right? So that's really good. Yeah. So if we go to project service automation, what is it? So project service automation is really a full-blown project service tool that lives inside of Dynamics 365. It came out a couple of years ago, um, and, and it really allows 
users and, and basically it's not just obviously project managers, but it's also resources and resource managers. Um, we're basically able to create projects in PSA and manage them throughout the project lifecycle there as well. And that includes Obviously, uh, anything from, like I said, creating projects to uh, work schedules, estimating and, and tracking project costs and revenues, forecasting resource requirements, right, for projects that are in a pipeline. Who do we need to work on which projects at what particular time? Uh, tracking progress, um, et cetera, managing resources. So it's really a full-blown project service automation tool, uh, which again lives inside of Dynamics 365. And I think that's also one of the big things, right, about these these tools that live inside of Dynamics 365, that there is basically um, the same navigation that we're used to. It's just a different app that we're using to access some of these features. So this is for everyone that doesn't deliver a product to the end customer, but that delivers something else of value. And here you can use this to sort of, this is where you have your product, this is where you start, this is where you end, this is where you schedule all of that things within this realm. Absolutely. And and I also think the, the really nice thing with project service automation, which is right, it, it sits inside, it's kind of like, I, I guess you can call it like a module inside of Dynamics 365 for CE, but it also works really well with the sales module or the sales area, whatever you would like to call it in Dynamics 365. And really what that means is that now you can create an opportunity, which is more of like a project-based type of opportunity, right? And I can add project types of lines to that opportunity. Then what I can do is I can, from there, then create a quote, a project quote, and tie that to a, a project inside of Dynamics 365. Now, the project can have several with it, right? Just like a regular pro project. If you open up Microsoft Project, you have similar functionality, right? You have a project, you have breakdown structure with all of the different tasks and timelines. And what we can do here is we can assign resource requirements to those, right? Maybe a project manager from the 1st to February, whatever, right? And we can also associate prices with that, price lists with that. So by having the ability to use the sales module with PSA, now I can actually pull in those lines into my quote, which really allows these sales reps to do more accurate quoting um, as well, because it is based on right the amount of resources we need, uh, the type of resources we need, and then the different prices that we have for those resources as well. So this really helps when you when you close that and, and won the opportunity and say, okay, now it's time to get this product going. So half of the project is already set up. You just need more details to get everything in there then from that point of time. Absolutely. And and I think this is, again, because when we talk about Dynamics 365, really, it's really a tool also to collaborate, right? So we probably won't just want the, the sales rep to create a new project, right? Because that he might not have all the details of what actually is necessary for a particular project. So this is where other people can come in, right? And kind of can kind of help with setting up the project because we can create a project based off of a template, which has those pre-configured uh, tasks already in there, right? So it just copies it over. 
But once the project is created for that quote, we can go in there and we can make changes to it, right? We can delete tasks, we can add tasks, we can update tasks um, so that you really get that accurate pricing model for that particular project. And exactly like you said, like once that opportunity is, is or that quote is won, you can have some workflows that then, for example, close your opportunity is one, put the right values in there, the values, but it then also creates an order record, which in this particular instance uh, is then renamed to a, um, a project contract. And this is also where we can manage some of the billing aspects of project service automation as well. So this is where we can set up for example, how often are we going to bill these guys, right? Is it going to be bi-monthly? Is it going to be once a month? Uh, so that, again, everything kind of comes together and kind of works together uh, in there as well. So how does this work for you? How do you use PSA at your company, RSM? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So we at RSM, well, first of all, I should probably say that I am purely pre-sales. Uh, I have experience of working on projects and implementing in my previous companies where I worked at, but currently at my position at RSM, the only thing I really do is the fun stuff, right? Yeah. Just working with, uh, with the prospects. So I, I kind of then hand it off to the implementation team. So I really personally never really have to work inside of a project service automation tool. Now, having said that, Project, we do have a project service automation tool here at RSM, which is also integrated in our CRM system. Now, we started using uh, a different tool because at the time that we actually needed it, um, PSA, Microsoft's PSA automation tool was not available yet. So we're actually using it ourselves. What do you think about this PSA from an agile point of view then? So do you think that that's possible that you sort of, okay, we define the first sprint, we work with that, and then let's see where we take it? Absolutely. So you can, as long as you have basically a, a project type of thing that you're trying to accomplish, um, and, and let me kind of explain what I mean by that, right? So we have project service automation, and then we also have field service. So field servers are usually shorter projects, right? These could be, they, they usually take like an hour, a couple of hours, maybe a day or a couple of days. So if you have shorter types uh, of, of services that you're providing, you would probably look at field service. Now, the longer projects that will take months or, or years or right anything that's like really, really long, that's probably where you're going to look at project service automation, which, again, is kind of the, the difference between those as well. Now, with project service automation, we don't really have the ability to set up whether it's an agile project or anything like that or a waterfall project, which we don't really need. Right. We can still in project service, we can go ahead and still be able to adjust some of those tasks, which kind of refers to that agile type of projects. Now, the different types of projects that we have is, is more of in the billing section of project service automation. And what I mean by that is we can, for instance, set up time and materials type of billing, or we can set up flat fee type of billing, um, right? So there, there's different ways to kind of do that. But whether or not it's a waterfall project or it's an agile project or any other type of project, um, that could all be handled by project service automation pretty well. 
Okay, so you can still say, okay, these are the resources that's going to work with it. These are the sort of amount of hours that we've estimated for it, but perhaps we don't have the work breakdown structure completely done when we start. Instead, we say, okay, this is where we start and let's see where we end up as, you know, as agile works, right? Absolutely. And, and that's obviously a lot of time. I, I mean, I know that my coworkers that actually work on the implementations deal with that a lot, right? There's always going to be some sort of, you know, additional, some sort of change, whether or not that's, hey, we completed this task in less time, or we need to add some tasks, or we need to add some time to a particular task. So all of that is available in uh, project service automation as well, where in the management piece of that project, you can just go ahead and add time to a particular task. And it, it keeps track of everything as well, right? So I can see at the end of the day what my schedule difference is as well, right? What we initially said that it was going to take, right? The amount of time that it was going to take versus the actual time it took us. So we can kind of keep track of that on a per project basis as well. And then, of course, on top of that, if we wanted to kind of take a look at the overall picture, right, then we can use something like uh, Power BI to kind of report on those types of things as well. Okay, so before we go to Power BI, I want to go back a little bit because my thing isn't that we, okay, we estimated a task right or wrong, but we sort of missed what tasks that we're going to do because the customer that hasn't implemented dynamics, they think they want something and then, or we misunderstand them as consultants, we misunderstand what they are trying to achieve. So when they see it, they have, okay, this is great, but we perhaps we have some new ideas over here that we didn't even considered before and we prioritize that higher than all of the other stuff but because we see as such a great value over there and those types of changes i always see yes. when, when at least i come to dynamics oh absolutely and and that's probably also where again we can just add some of those tasks as well right we can add some tasks in and then move them up a little bit right um, so we have the, that capability as well in the project service automation. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, and particularly with with software implementations, right? You see that a lot where first the customer goes like, hey, maybe we'll just do the sales piece first, um, just to keep it a very simple example. But then maybe after the fact, they, they learn a little bit more about maybe customer service and now they want to implement that as well. Or there's an additional thing like you just mentioned as well. Hey, we saw this. This wasn't in scope, but we want to add it anyways. So, yeah. So um, what do you think are the most important areas for the PSA? I think that's... The ability to be able to use sales is huge because a lot of times it's it's really hard for these sales reps to kind of estimate how long a project is going to take, right? So being able to pull information from the project directly into a quote record, I think is huge. The other main thing of just PSA, right, I think is really the scheduling of the resources, right? We can set up resources in Dynamics 365, which, by the way, is the same resource pool that is in field service. So if you both applications, because you have these break-fix types of, of work orders that you're doing, you can use the same resource pool that you're using for PSA. Now, 
with those resources, we can associate skills or characteristics as they're called in Dynamics 365 as well, right? So maybe you want only particular person uh, that has a particular certificate to work on this particular task when it comes to, you know, PSA or when it comes to uh, field service. So you can basically then have the system filter that out as well, right? We, we can also assign roles and that's more of like a project service automation type of thing, right? Hey, what type of role is this person? This person is a developer. This person is a project manager. And then when we're creating the project, that's where we're going to be able to say, hey, for this particular task, I need a PM. Hey, for this particular task, I need a developer. So when we're ready to schedule, the system is then going to basically pull up um, that information, right, of what we're looking for and also offer up a list of resources that actually need requirements um, on that particular task. So I think those are probably the most important things uh, in PSA. So that is the schedule board that they use together with this then to sort of schedule this project from the resource point of view. Yeah, so the, the schedule board is one piece of it. The schedule board is where we're going to be able to also review uh, a list of the resources and when they're working and how much time they're working. When we're actually ready to schedule any of those requirements for those tasks, right? What happens then is it launches something that's called the scheduling assistant, which also allows you to um, you know, change your filters, right? Maybe I'm looking for a project manager, but there's certain skills that I want to make sure this person has before I'm actually going to assign uh, those that work to that particular person. So, but they work hand in hand uh, together, right? We can use a scheduling assistant also to see where they're working, how long everybody is working. And then on the schedule board, uh, we have the same thing, right? We can just pull that up at any particular time to kind of see where we're at. Now, there's also uh, something else in uh, PSA that really gives us another view of all of our resources. And one thing I actually did for my uh, for one of my prospects when we we're doing a demo was actually create uh, an Excel template that basically pulls in all of those bookings uh, to kind of see where everybody's at, right? And then you can create your own little pivot table with your resources and the amount of hours that these guys are working. Um, so there's also multiple ways, obviously, to get data out of the system, just like we're used to with Dynamics 365. So I think that one is probably also a good Okay, so you make sure that no one puts in too much hours, so you sort of even that out. Is Is that what you use that for? Yeah, it's, it's kind of being able to kind of see what's going on and, and who's working how many hours. Um, if you wanted to, for example, set up certain restrictions in regards to, because uh, this now comes back to time entry as well, right? Um, so there's, there's two different things, basically. There's the bookings that we have assigned to people, right? That's ones we're scheduling people. So we can kind of see into the future, oh, this person is scheduled for 50 hours the week of August uh, 7th, but it doesn't have anything the, the week after. So that's really kind of like projective, right? Projecting to see what these guys are doing. And then we also have our actuals, right? Uh, PSA actually comes with time entry and expense entry as well, so that now we can actually have these resources go ahead and select their projects and their tasks and actually have data 
uh, or have time uh, be tracked against those tasks as well. So that really comes back to our actuals. Do you have a lot of customers that use this time tracking to sort of see wherever one is putting their efforts into? Yeah, I we, you really need to, customers that have PSA that really want to also, uh, you know, track the project in regards to, right, how much cost versus how much are we actually billing. Um, if you want to keep track of that, you would have to use that time entry tool, you know, not necessarily the PSA tool. You could have a different time entry tool that then integrates back into PSA, but you want to make sure that those records are going into PSA because that's really uh, what our billing is is based off of, right, in PSA. And what I mean by that is, is people can enter their time Time. Like I said, they can select a project and they can select a task that's been assigned to them. They can then go ahead and send that out to be approved. Then anybody who has access to be an approver for that particular project can go in and can approve that time. They can also go in and kind of change the type of time that it is, right? Because how many times have you worked on a project and you spent eight hours, but really only four of those hours should be billable. So that's also available in Dynamics 365 for PSA. Uh, and then once those those time entries are approved, then that actually then goes and sits in an area where we can market to be ready to be billed basically, right? And that's when it goes on the uh, the invoice in PSA. So it's a whole, everything works together, right? In the application, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and and if you have some ERP that's connected to this, then that could actually be sent then. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a really, really good point. Because yes, we can create invoices in Dynamics 365, but I don't think it's a good way to, you don't want to actually bill out of Dynamics 365 for CE, right? You want to use a different tool for that, such as maybe BC or uh, maybe uh, FNO, uh, right? And that's exactly where that yeah. integration then comes into play. Yeah. Have you seen any customer use that part of customer engagement to actually bill from it? I don't think that any of our customers using uh, Dynamics 365 for customer engagement, engagement for, for billing purposes. A lot of times uh, what we see is, is, is really getting that in integration so it pushes to that ERP system. Um, now, again, mm -hmm. keep in mind that I'm basically after I do the demo, I kind of hand it off to our implementation team. Uh, but I do know that that's really what we, we find to be best practice, right? Use your ERP to do your billing. Um, right and not your your CRM system so to speak because there's a lot of things that are in an ERP system that are not in your Dynamics 365 uh, for CE system so yeah it's called financial and operations yeah. for a reason absolutely I totally 100 yeah. agree with 100 agree with you for sure yeah so so I've seen where sort of the invoices come back to CRM so uh, until they're paid so we can see all the invoices that are sort of outstanding in Dynamics but once they're paid they're no longer interesting from that point of view either so we just yeah. remove them again or sort of deactivate them in Dynamics right, so exactly. it doesn't clutter up the views from that point of view. All right then so if I want to track this and look from a sort of higher point of view where do i go then so microsoft actually um has a couple of dashboards 
that, you know, when you actually install project service automation, some of those dashboards are shipped with the solution. And they also had a, a Power BI template that you would be able to install, uh, for lack of a better word, right, um, for project service automation. We actually at RSM also have uh, a Power BI practice so that, you know, if, if, if people wanted to get more detailed types of reports, right, Power BI reports or something like that, then we could obviously help with that as well. I, I really like the Power BI tool. I haven't worked with it a lot, um, but I did actually build out for one of my instances a field service um, Power BI dashboard. So that kind of, I think it took me about four hours to build that. And, and obviously, you know, you need to understand the tables right in the back end, like how is everything connected uh, to be able to build some of that stuff. But the actual interface itself is actually surprisingly easy, I found. Um, but yeah, I would, I would think it's, it's great to start with some of those templates that Microsoft provides. And I, I think they have a whole bunch of them for project service automation. And then what you can do as well is then you start from those and kind of tweak them a little bit as well, um, you know, so you get the relevant data in there that's for your organization. So, so do you use that for forecasting when you sort of project or prospect something to your customers? Okay, we might be able to start this project here and here based on these other things that we have. Yeah, I, I think mostly it, it's really kind of, like I said, the out-of-the-box uh, Power BI templates is is showing you a lot about, I think it has like, I installed one of them and I think it has like 10 different pages where it's it's Jesus. showing you anything. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's like a lot where it's showing you anything from, again, right, looking at quotes and opportunities in Dynamics 365, which are project-based to anything that like how much did we close? So really from the sales perspective there as well onto you know the actual resources who is working on what what are some of our uh, roles that are making a lot of money basically right uh, those types of things as well but as long as we're tracking the data in Dynamics 365 we're going to be able to pull that data you know into a Power BI report which is which is nice or even an Excel template uh, or something like that as well. So, and again, this is kind of what I really love about the fact that PSA lives inside of Dynamics, right? There's, it's not an integration with a third-party tool or anything like that. This is full-blown Microsoft and full-blown Dynamics 365. So all of the functionality that we have in Dynamics 365 for customer engagement, such as, right, we can set up views, we can create charts, we can create dashboards, we can create Excel templates, all of that is then obviously also available for project service automation, which allows us to really get, you know, into the nitty of the data that we want to get to. So have you used any part then to sort of project when you can start a product? So a prospect comes to you and you do a really great demo, which you always do, right? <laughs> I hope so. I try yeah. to. I try and to. then they say, okay, when can we get going? And you're like, okay, let's see if we can start this. So do you have something like that then to sort of estimate for the customer when you can start the product based on, I don't know, availability of resources yeah. and things like so, that? 
Yeah. So I, I, in, in my day to day job, I really don't deal with that. Right. Cause I just hand it off to the implementation team and then that's where they're going to okay. go ahead and, and start talking about, Hey, when can we start doing discovery? But there is um, a view where you can basically see, you know, how many hours everybody is, is working. Right. So you can pull up that list of resources and you can even filter those out as well. So if I want to list, of project managers in a particular time frame and kind of see the amount of hours that they're working on a monthly, daily, or weekly basis, I can go ahead and I can do that. So that's where you would probably look to kind of see, hey, let's see how many resources we have available uh, as soon as possible, so to speak, right? So, yeah. So what type of roles do you think works best in, in PSA? Is it just project managers or are there other people that work with PSA from your point of view? Um, it's basically as long as you want to assign a role to these particular tasks, right? You can create what any any type of role that you want. So again, it also depends on what the project is like, right? So let's talk a little bit about what I'm familiar with, right? Software implementations. So we're probably going to need a project manager. We're probably going to need a developer. We're probably going to need a functional consultant, right? So the nice thing about Dynamics 365 as well, right? And PSA is that we can just go ahead and we can start creating those roles, right? And, and we can create as many roles, obviously, as we need. If we need a developer too, or we need a functional consultant too, um, whatever, whatever we want to create, uh, we can just go ahead and do that. And then we can assign those roles to those resources as well. And, and one resource can have multiple roles as well, which is kind of nice, right? If somebody is actually uh, a functional consultant and a developer, um, if I would actually go ahead and search for that particular each one of those particular roles that person would would show up so any any role that is needed again can just be created in in psa yeah so would you say that there are projects that are too big or too small to fit for psa yeah i i think too big not really because you can basically push it out as far as you want but too small definitely so, for example, um, we had a prospect that came to us, that came to one of, and I was actually on that initial call. And what they were doing is they would send out these, these guys to customers' homes or to write a company, and they would work on a machine, for example, for, I don't know, five hours a day or something like that, right? Or, or maybe two days. Those are probably too short for that. For, for PSA. So if, if you have those types of scenarios, right, where it's an hourly job or it is a couple of days even, I would definitely steer you more towards something like field service. And, and that's exactly actually what we ended up doing with that particular prospect as well, um, because that really allows you to schedule these, these jobs or these work orders, because that's really what they, they are, right, for those shorter timeframes, because that's really hard to do in uh, project service automation. PSA doesn't really have a map and driving help or any sort of mobile version where it's easy for the field technician to report back. It's more the full-fledged application than from the mobile point of view. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. So there is, so field service does have that, right? Now I can just, now I have to go to a customer, I click on a button and that will turn off my turn by turn navigation on my mobile device. Yeah, PSA doesn't really have that, right? With PSA, it's more of, we do have a mobile app where we can just go ahead and enter our time entry. Uh, you can create you can use power apps for that as well, right? To create your own power app to do time entry. And that could even look like a button that says, hey, start time. And then time just starts running. And when you're done, you just click on stop and then that then stops that time. And then you can just submit that particular time. But yeah, it's it's when, when you're really wanting to look for something that is like, hey, I need, I have technicians that are out on the road and they need to drive to customer locations uh, and different locations, then then you would be looking more into something like, or you should be looking into something like uh, Microsoft Dynamics for field service. Yeah. But if you have a one-woman project that spans a little <laughs> bit longer, then could that be a fit for for PSA then? Yeah, I mean, it, it could be because you could just basically set up one particular task, right, um, for that. So, and then assign one particular person to that, to that task. So you could definitely do that. It really kind of depends on some of the other things as well, right? What, it, what are we trying to accomplish? Is this actually something where I need to track how long I was traveling, uh, whether or not, you know, I'm using products? Cause that's also something that's really, uh, great in field service, right? We also have the ability to go ahead and, and move, um, some of Inventory. the products from, yeah. from correct, from inventory and that's also something that PSA really doesn't have right we can go ahead and we can you know uh, associate some of these products in our opportunities and or quotes etc but there's really not a tracking component there that tells me hey now I need to send out these products and it, it, this needs to be drop shipped and this needs to be uh, sent from the warehouse that that really doesn't exist currently in uh, dynamics projects um, or project service automation, I should say. Yeah, so there's a big difference there for sure. Yeah, so do you feel that we missed any part here? I think we kind of covered uh, everything. So we know that there's time entry. We know that there is um, also the ability to enter your expenses uh, as well, which I, I just want to make sure that we uh, we kind of come back to that a little bit as well, because with the expenses, we can then also obviously go through that same approval process, right? We can attach a receipt and then we can have whoever is is on that particular project, whoever has that ability to, uh, to approve those expenses, uh, they can do that um, as well. How does the licensing work from for PSA? Um, so in my job, I don't really deal with licensing, but um, I think currently today it is $95 if you if you are not under any agreement, a Microsoft agreement or anything like that. But I know that's actually going to change really, really quickly. Uh, I just got an email that I saw that came in that Microsoft is kind of changing all the... Um, all the licensing. I know that, like I said, today, I believe if you pay 150, you get the full blown suite, right? You get everything. You get sales, customer service, field service, PSA, you get everything. But if you just wanted to PSA. 115, right? Yeah, I believe it was 115, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it's not my strong suit. And because usually the business developers, um, you know, kind of handle that type of uh, those types of questions. So, so, so does that ninety-five US dollar per user per month that refers to the sort of the 
application so you get, can get one application for a user per month so that's Correct. 95 us dollars there yeah and and yes they Correct. are changing it but that's i think it's more on the power app side but let's leave that for for another show yeah exactly yeah because the other thing i did want to mention real quick is that i know that microsoft is actually going to build a new project service so we don't really know what that's going to look like but i think some components may actually move to microsoft project and some of them might stay in uh, dynamics 365 psa so that's kind of a um question mark right because we don't really know what is going on right now but if you actually go to cloudblogs.microsoft.com and then dynamics 365 there are some articles on there as well where they're kind of talking about that so that that is that microsoft pro microsoft project is like replatforming onto common data service and what does that mean for product service automation and that's sort of we don't really know yet right yeah it, it basically says that it, that in q1 of 2020 that they're going to replace psa's work breakdown structure and the gantt chart because with the last i believe it was the last update or actually it wasn't the last update it was actually when they moved from the quote unquote, old interface to the unified interface, um, that was a big change, right? Also, the Gantt chart actually disappeared, was no longer there. So they're saying that they're going to replace the work breakdown structure, the Gantt, and the task scheduling capabilities by levering the new project service experience. So it, it's, it's kind of, like I said, it's, it's going to be, according to the article, they said it was going to be Microsoft Project and PSA capabilities together into a seamless offering. So I, I can't wait to see it. I mean, I'm kind of excited about it. But um, yeah, we'll see what, the, what they come up with. So we'll have to wait until Q1 2020 for that. Yeah, so I will include the link to sort of the release notes from for 2019 release wave two. So there they talk a little bit about that under PSA. So uh, yeah, and and we can include the link to the uh, yeah. cloud blog as well, uh, so everyone can read about it. Where do I go if I want to know more about so PSA then? There are some blogs out there online as well um, that people in the community are updating. And you can also go to, let me actually try to find in here real quick. They're actually on docs.microsoft.com. Um, they, they also have a lot of pages relating to uh, project service automation and, well, and basically anything Dynamics 365, right? Um, so you can always go there as well. Uh, and then lastly, you can also go look on YouTube as well. Uh, I believe they have a channel as well for Microsoft Dynamics 365 if you want to learn a little bit more about that as well. So do you have any public speaking where you're going to be next? Yeah, so I have, I actually have uh, my own website as well, which is uh, d365goddess.com. So if you guys want to go ahead and, and sign up, subscribe there uh, as well. I actually have a list of events as well where I'm going to be presenting uh, and where I have presented in the past. So my last uh, presentation that I did was actually Dynamics 365 Saturdays in Vienna, and that was actually on the 3rd of August. Uh, so I'm trying to like, you know, get as many of those speaker events as I can, because I really enjoy, you know, helping 
people, right, understand and share the knowledge uh, that I have with uh, Dynamics 365. So um, there are going to be additional Dynamics 365 uh, days. And there's also, if you actually go and, and Google Dynamics 365 days, you'll find a website for that as well. Um, but yeah, so that's basically uh, some of the things that I do. I actually am going to be at CRMUG in Orlando this year as well. I'm not sure if I'm presenting yet. I might be co-presenting with one of my coworkers, uh, but I'll be, I'll definitely be there. So maybe if you're there, we can, we can connect. Well, I'm from Europe, so uh... The, the chance of <laughs> probably not. I I have like I I can go to a conference per year. That's that's basically what I have time for. So I prefer to to prioritize some some yeah. European ones. So let's see where where I end up. Probably somewhere in Europe. Probably somewhere in Europe. And so, do you have any links where we can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's um, HTTPS colon slash slash d365goddess.com and i will send you some of those links as well if you if you want to post so those. that's twitter linkedin we're just search for Diane yep. taylor and we will absolutely. find you absolutely all right then thank you for your participation in cm rocks thank you very much and thanks to you listening and don't forget that you can comment and subscribe just search for cm rocks and uh, you will find it right there see you next time on CM Rocks.